0: I want to give a shout out to Pastor Saint-Alot Merilis and the Awana Clubs of Corneon, Haiti. When a mom came complaining that ever since her son started attending Awana, he's been disagreeing with the family practice of voodoo, the pastor responded with, your son got saved by Jesus Christ and now knows the truth. This boy told his parents about Jesus, they accepted him as their savior and burned all their voodoo belongings. Welcome to the Iwana Club's podcast. My name is Linnea Sandval. My husband Tim and I are Iwana missionaries, but I also lead a small group of journey students. So this topic is pretty important to me. Club can be a hectic place full of distractions and small group time is the time you get to have intentional face-to-face time with your clubbers. This is the part of club where discipleship can really thrive.
1: Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Child discipleship is needed now, like never before. We may look at the news and be tempted to despair, fatigue, and worry may feel like a constant weight around our hearts, especially as we consider all our children and grandchildren may face. Even in the US, we are experiencing unprecedented waves of aggressive secularism, causing us to ask new questions about how to disciple our children in the digital age. But we can be certain that Jesus is king, and the truth of the Bible is still as reliable as ever, and that child discipleship gives us great hope. friends. While we might face unprecedented cultural challenges worldwide, and kids are facing a faith crisis of unparalleled impact, from our vantage point, we see God at work. Like never before, we see and believe God is moving and inviting us to bring the gospel and discipleship to children around the globe in new and exciting ways. We want to invite you to prayerfully explore an investment in child discipleship through once-in-a-lifetime opportunities with Awana. Now is the time for us to increase our gospel impact together like never before. Donate today at awana.org slash like never before.
0: So what is small group time? The actual running of small group time is going to look different in every club, but generally it's the 20 to 30 minute segment of the club night to work through the kids' handbooks, to let them say their verses, to sign off sections, to pray together, and have conversations about the topic of that week's section. That's a lot to get done. So before we dive into some practical tips for leading a small group, I just wanted to touch on the why we do small groups really quickly. Number one, small groups create an environment where we can disciple kids. Practically speaking, small group time is the time to work through the handbooks with the kids, but hopefully your ultimate goal is to build relationships and to disciple those kids. Number two, small groups create a smaller community within a large community. Research shows that relationships are the necessary glue that helps kids grow a mature and lasting faith. Kids crave in-person and real-life relationships, especially after COVID. As you have a consistent and intentional community with your small group, you're creating an expectation in your clubbers that a faith community is an essential part of being a believer. And that's true even for the little guys. Number three, small groups are a safe place where questions about faith can be discussed. If we don't let kids ask their questions, they're gonna find their answers somewhere else. We don't have to have all the answers, but in a small group, we can point them in the direction of truth and we can work to find the answers together. Now, we know there's a lot going on every time you're at club and there are some roadblocks that you're gonna run into. Noise, it can get really noisy in a room. Maybe your space is too little or maybe your room is just too big. There's consistency problems because of sickness or sports or vacations. Some kids have too much energy. Some kids don't have enough energy. Every kid is at a different ability level. Some kids just don't want to be there. And kids, maybe they don't come prepared and don't open their books until they're in club. We could keep going on and on and on. And every leader faces different challenges but maybe you can relate to a couple of those. So what can we do to make those roadblocks feel more like speed bumps or even eliminate them completely? Remember, there's no magic formula or perfect plan, and we could spend hours talking about how to run a small group. But let's go through some really general tips and then some practical club-specific ones as well. As we talk through these tips, they're not in any particular order. And remember, every age is unique. Kids are one of a kind and every leader is gonna lead just a little bit differently. So number one, know your kids. How can you ensure that every child and student in your group feels truly known and cared for by you each week? It seems basic, seems obvious, but know your kids' names. Make eye contact with them when they walk in the room. Acknowledge them when they're going home at night. Be intentional about learning what makes each kid tick. Some of these kids are going through stuff at home or in school and learning that's going to help you relate to them. Number two, actively listen to what they say. How can you help your kids feel like you are listening to what they're saying and not just the words that come out of their mouths? Do the kids in your group feel like you're talking at them or with them? This is really a skill to grow into when you are listening to a kid. Focus on the kid who's talking with you. Remember that your body language will communicate more than your words sometimes. If your arms are crossed, or if you're not looking in their eyes, or if you're focused on your paperwork, the kids are going to think that you aren't listening to them. Research also shows that it's not doubt or tough questions that erodes faith, it's silence that erodes faith. When something doesn't make sense, When they're asking a hard question, when they're acting a certain way, listen to their words, listen to their actions even, and look for what's going on behind what it is that they're saying. Number three, embrace the awkward. When you're in a small group, are you comfortable with silence or do you seek to fill it right away? Their silence doesn't necessarily mean they're not engaged. They may just be thinking about what you've said. If you ask a question, don't answer it for them. Let them process it and think it through. If you struggle with this, make yourself count to five or even 10 in your head before saying anything. Embrace that awkward silence before filling it with words. Number four, prepare before you arrive. We all know this one in our heads and you're probably thinking, of course I'm gonna be prepared, but how can you make this a priority so that your kids or students can get the best of you that God wants to give them. Sometimes this means leaving what's weighing you down at the door, taking a couple deep breaths in your car and talking it out with God before you enter the craziness of club. Read through your small group leader guide before you get to club. Mark verses in your Bible with sticky notes so you can turn to them quickly. Maybe in your preparation, you need to make your club night your night for drive through or leftovers for dinner. If you're prepared, God's gonna take care of the rest. Number five, define expectations. Does your group know what you expect from them each week? Do you know what your expectations are? We all crave clear boundaries because that's what makes us feel safe. Talk with your kids about what you expect from them. Is your group sitting in chairs or around a table? Are they allowed to get up and walk around? What behavior is expected when someone is talking or praying? Kids can't live up to your expectations or follow your rules if they don't know what they are. Define them, repeat them, model them. And when a kid is struggling, address that behavior quickly, as soon as possible, and have a conversation with that child. Number six, ask good questions. Do you ask your kids questions that challenge them to be more like Jesus? Learning to ask questions is another art form that I'm still learning. A good rule of thumb is to learn to ask open-ended questions to avoid yes and no answers. So in your head, think who, what, when, where, why, and how type questions. When you ask questions like, what does God want you to do or say in this situation? Or if you could ask God anything, what would you ask him? You're asking questions that will help you understand and help your kids to clarify what they believe. And number seven, the last one, probably the most important, pray and leave the results to God. Are you praying with your clubbers and for your clubbers? God is using you to build relationships for the future health and resilience of the church. And that starts with a deep dependence on God. Every week is going to be different. Lead your group as God leads you. And remember, he chose you for that group specifically. I know that's a lot of information, but I have a couple more really practical ideas for you as well. Awana has two small group guides that I wanted to highlight. The first is a Sparks small group guide. One small group guide covers all three books. There's memory helps, there's section overviews, and there's leader tips throughout the whole thing. It's a great, great resource. TNT also has a great small group guide. They have one small group guide for every one of the four TNT books. All of the answers that the kids need to have in their books are in those small group guides. There's also leader tips throughout this one, There's sample schedules, discussion questions, extra activities. There's more than you're ever going to need in that small group guide. Then for all ages, cubbies through journey, Sometimes it can be hard to even get started. So start your small group each week with a warm-up question or activity. It could be as simple as a high or low from that day or week. Then as you are listening to verses, remember to check for comprehension and use language that the kids understand. What do the words mean? What does the verse mean? What does the verse tell me about God? What does the verse tell me about myself or the world? Make sure those kids understand what they're saying, not just saying the verse back to you. Another thing you can do is give them a challenge of the week, some practical application of the section. One leader I know does a cubby challenge every week. So if they're learning about the love of Jesus, you're going to share that by being kind and helping. She challenges the kid to send a a card or a letter to a family member or clean their room. Just some practical way to put what they're learning and really make it become a part of who they are. Prayer should always be a part of your small group. If you've got cubbies and they're not quite ready to pray on their own, model prayer and have them repeat after you to teach them to pray. Other clubs, let them share requests and pray for each other. The younger they are, the more requests you're gonna get for the friend's neighbor's dog. But if it's important to them, honor that and let it be important to you. Prayer is going to deepen relationships as they learn to trust you, and everyone else in their group. Discussion, take time to have a little discussion. The maturity of your group is going to dictate if that's going to be two minutes long or 15 minutes long. And that's okay. Sparks, you can read the story in your handbook. TNT, you can pick a couple questions from the explore section to talk about. Ask questions from the Bible lesson. Trek and journey, start asking questions that challenge them to apply their faith. They know a lot and knowledge is important, but we should strive for guiding them to become more like Jesus and take what they know and make it a part of their lives. Make sure you take time to sign off their sections. If a kid leaves and didn't have time to get their book signed off, they're going to be really frustrated and their parents probably will as well. When you sign off their sections, you're acknowledging their hard work You're showing the importance of studying God's word and memorizing scripture, and you're motivating them to keep working through their book. Signing off their sections is not the only way that we disciple kids, but it is a tool that we can use to help with our process. Keep in mind, I know that every group is going to be different. You may have a group of high achievers, and kids who never open their books. You may have kids who've been in church since birth and also brand new Christians or even non-believers. You will have kids that come from rough homes and super stable families. You'll have kids who are tired and hungry and ones that are ready for anything. Some weeks will be great. Hang on to those memories because there will be weeks when you are off or the kids are off or the fire alarm gets set off. When you put all of those things together, Our night doesn't have to go perfect. If a kid has a meltdown or your kids don't talk for more than 30 seconds, God is still using you and the kids. Remember how you treat them and how you speak with them and how you love them when they're being good and when they're misbehaving. God is using you broken, imperfect, stressed, committed, sometimes overwhelmed, but faithful. You may have been roped into being a leader. You may feel obligated because your child is attending. You may be a leader because serving is part of the rhythm of your relationship with God. Whatever the reason, whether you've been called or you're feeling guilt tripped, whether this is your first year or your last year, the truth is simple. God is placing you in a position of influence to shape a generation for Jesus And all he's asking is that you are faithful along the way. Never underestimate the impact that you can have on a child's life. Until next time, thanks for joining me today and for loving kids and investing in the future leaders of the church.
1: Thanks for listening to the Awana Club's podcast. The Awana Club's podcast is a product of Awana Audio, all rights reserved. Your support and donations to the Awana ministry make it possible for us to partner with 62,000 churches in over 130 countries. Check out the show notes wherever you're listening for more information about what was discussed in this episode, as well as more details about today's host and their ministry. If you like this episode, you'll also like the Child Discipleship Podcast, where new episodes drop every Thursday. Our theme song is Jackpot by Made to Be from their album, You Know a Better Way. You also heard their song, Throne, from their album, Save Me From Myself. This podcast is executive produced by Tim Sandoval, mixed and edited by Marlon Washington, and content support is provided by me, Ross Cochran. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.